Welcome to Level Up Chips. Hey Ice King, why'd you steal our garbage? Hello everybody and welcome to Level Up Chips. I am your host Michael Gonzalez and I'm joined by my lovely co-host Max Logan. Yep. And we also have a guest host. Why don't you introduce yourself, buddy? Hello, my name is Benjamin Mattern. I am the vice president of the school's Action Replay Club. Uh, it's great to be here. Hey, great to see you, Ben. So, okay, so this is our first episode in about, like, a, just a little bit less than a year. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, just for everybody to know, we, we do for, like, kind of the first part, we usually do some kind of news for video games, and... This yeah. it's been kind of a, a shaky week lately for for some video game uh, companies uh, such as Ubisoft. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now there is some announcements that they had, such as three canceled games mm-hmm. and a delay uh, for Skull and Bones, which is their like pirate game where you base. I, I think the whole premise is literally like you're a pirate. Yeah, ship battles. Right. That's pretty much the whole premise. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Sea of Thieves, but without the multiplayer. Exactly. It's like half of Sea of Thieves. That's mm-hmm. how I always looked at it. Like, really? <laughs> okay. Just, yeah. And it's been delayed six times now. It's getting close yep. to becoming seven, I imagine. Hmm. Um, I always like to ask this to people. What are your thoughts on Ubisoft lately? Uh, I mean, considering they seem to be doubling down on, uh, I don't know, NFTs, just like stuff Square like that, or just digging just... themselves deeper in deeper and deeper into a hole. Um, like the, I have they're... no sympathy for the executives. Yes, yeah, same uh, here. For the developers, I feel bad. They probably don't want to do any of this because, like, but like, like you can see with their games, like uh, the new Mario and Rabbits games that just came out. The developers very clearly really care about their projects. But they're just, just getting absolutely screwed over by their parent company. You can even tell that they really have a love for, like, the Rabbits, too. Uh, specifically because they had a DLC for Rayman. Um, which I'm curious to see how that goes. If it, I, I don't know if it came out already. I don't think it has. I don't um, believe so. But it was kind of insane to see Rayman actually get an appearance in a Rabbits game. Because... Yeah. I think the last one that he was in was like the third Raving Rabbids game. Yep. And even then, he had the smallest cameo. It was of, like he was just annoyed. That was it. It was the Skylanders yeah. effect where Spyro was just shoved off to the side. And they were like Skylanders, Skylanders. Oh, Spyro! Yeah, that's, uh, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Dragon. Not fun at all. No, the last one was literally the Raving Rabbids game. Was like this one about the Rabbids being like shoved into a tv yep and it was rayman's tv and essentially you had these little mini games that you were doing as the rabbits and that was the whole premise and rayman literally was just there like oh my gosh i hate you guys so much i hate you guys so much i hate you i want you to die mm-hmm. and yep, then he got this shoved is fun <laughs> this yeah. is fun this is fine <laughs> yeah so and especially with some of the open world games, I'm curious how they're going to go with the new Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, with Mirage. Yeah. yeah, Mirage. They they announced that back in September. And from what I understand, it is going to be an open world, but like kind of what we originally know with the, the Assassin. OG Assassin's Creed games. Right, yeah, that 
structure rather that than structure. the RPG. I'm not sure if it was like an opinion, but I, I did read something like they literally could not go any further. Like it's just the open world that they had for it was Valhalla just too was too big. It was too damn big. It was literally too many things to do. Yeah. I I tried playing it for free off of like PS Plus or something back when I had the premium one. I was like I I just like beaten Elden Ring like three times. I was like, man, I can't do this. I feel like I'm wasting my time. It's so strange. It's so heavy-handed with what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And then a huge open world with a lot of cookie-cutter missions. Right. It I remember the the advertising for that game specifically um literally saying like, "Oh, we have like billions of hours of content." And I was like, "That's not good if you are just saying that advertising how long it is like yeah billions of hours of content makes me think and i, I right, think either I'm there has been generated. no thought put into any of this I'm, or it's random generated which is almost always a bad sign and i'm definitely like just over exaggerating with the hours but it was too long it was just saying that it much. had like yep. thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of hours and i was like Ugh. why well, I just want to finish the game. Like, if you wanted to, yeah, 100% complete it, yeah, that's how long it would take. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't want that. Yeah, there's... Um, <laughs> I can't think of a game, especially a single-player game, where I would want to put thousands of hours into it. Like, maybe, like, there are some shooters, like TF2, those but, kinds of shooters. Where yeah, and then they're multiplayer. Player, right. Yeah, and they're multiplayer. It's part of the reason that I'd be willing to put so many hours yeah, into it. Yeah, you get to test yourself against other players. Yep. And there's like a social aspect. Yeah. There's always something new. Like, mm-hmm. it's always a luck of the draw of who you get as a partner, all that stuff. Single right. player, once you're done, you have You've to wait. You've seen everything. You either right. replay it just to, like, analyze it again. Or you take a few years to play it again because it might be, like, a puzzle game. Right. That's the worst thing is when I play yeah, a puzzle, puzzle game. It's like, okay, I like, know everything. I can't appreciate this again. And, like, I got a feeling when I completed Subnautica, I think that was last year. Okay. Because, like, Subnautica is, like, a game where so much of the appeal is in discovering new things. You're right, in this completely yeah. alien underwater ecosystem. And every single thing about Subnautica has a purpose. Everything makes sense in right. terms of how mm-hmm. the alien's physiology works. There are massive logs where you can learn about them. Yeah, it's like, and it's what makes Subnautica so cool. Right, it's uh, it's all deliberately placed too. Yeah, and yeah. everything's so deliberately placed, it makes it have a really good progression in terms of its tech tree. I'd like, still say the one single player game that I go to all the times, still to this day, that I'm like, I can't get tired of it. I love the combat. Is Half Life One and Two, and I know that's such a like boomer shooter hmm. <laughs> like no, the opinion Half-Life's, of Half Life's great. I'm, yeah, I'm playing through Black Mesa right now, actually. Oh, my gosh. Black yeah. Mesa. Yeah. I, it's very cool. I was going to say, when you get to the end with all the, like, alien stuff and all that. All the alien stuff is insane. Like, it's I – have, I haven't played Half-Life 1, full disclosure, the okay. original version. But I've heard it, like, the end game is a massive improvement over the original. Yeah. It's yeah, no, literally, like, going from like... a 1.0 to a, like, 9.0 for, for – ratings mm-hmm. um i i hate the ending of the original half-life yeah. and this one they had some of the coolest ideas that yeah. they 
definitely implemented well. Yeah. Like, I've heard some people complain about the new ending where, like, they're saying, oh, it's so long, there's so much stuff here now, whereas the original was just a fast breeze. I'm like, yeah, that's true, but, but it's fun. so much better than the yeah. original. All of it is fun. Like, the endgame content is honestly probably my favorite part of Black Mesa. And, like, part of that is because, admittedly, there were some things they fumbled with during, like, the middle chapters. Yeah. Yeah. Say right now, because I, we keep tiptoeing about some of the stuff with the ending. And I just want to mention one part that I thought was, like, cool but might be considered a spoiler. Um, this will take probably, like, less than a minute mm-hmm. for, for people to know. But um, the the fact that when you get onto, like, the alien dimension – um, or portal yeah, or whatever. Zen. Zen. Yeah. Um, Zen. Zen is what it's called. Yeah. I love the fact that there were just a few settlements of like tents and camps that some of the scientists had and they had the hazard suits along with like they, they got taken over from head crabs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love the fact that they, they basically said, hey, Gordon's not the only one with a HEV suit. Right. Yeah, Gordon... Like, and it makes sense, too, from a lore perspective. Gordon, while it seems to be implied from the start of the game that he's well-liked amongst the researchers, at the end of the day, he's just another researcher. There's nothing special about Gordon. Nothing at all. (laughs) Like, he, the reason, like, with characters in games, especially in games where they, like, survive a catastrophe, like, I mentioned Subnautica earlier. It's just, like, uh, people sometimes I hear them say, uh, how come your character is the one character that managed to survive? Instead, I say to that, they are the main character because they are the one that survived. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I I just always loved it, and I especially loved when you killed those those HEV suit guys. That it did the same like flat line mm-hmm. that when you die. Yeah, that's yep. that's a very cool detail. It was one of the best touches. I was like. Oh, so it's not just in my head. It's just the suit literally screaming at you that you died. Hmm. Hey, dude. <laughs> Reminds me of Dead Space. It does a similar thing. I with love that, suit. that stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, we are getting really sidetracked about yeah. that. Sorry, <laughs> my bad, people. Uh, tangent time. <laughs> yeah. I. But um, I guess because we went into a tangent... Uh, do do any of you have any other extra bits of news? Mm, no, not really. Nothing for me. Okay. So I told you guys about this just a little bit ago, and I thought it would be interesting because I'm part of the esports team for Fortnite, so I'm a little bit like, oh, okay, uh, yeah. I, I guess for for Epic. Um, apparently, uh, from the FTC, uh, Fortnite video game maker Epic Games has to pay more than half a billion dollars over uh, FTC allegations of privacy violations and unwanted charges. Hmm. So it's looking like, yeah, it's about like uh, uh, 520, like about 520 million. million. Yeah. Yeah. 520 bucks for, for doing all this to people. No, (laughs) millions of dollars, $520 million just because, yeah, they, they were basically messing around with some of the, the privacy laws with, you know, uh, uh, children and changing default privacy settings 
and tricking users into making unwanted charges. Now, I wonder what unwanted charges means. I'm really curious about that, too. I, I'll, I'll oh, definitely look maybe that. Kids maybe it's like stealing their parents' credit cards to buy V-Bucks. I and mean, then that could the parents be would be like, oh, and now the parents are mad at Epic instead of their kids. I mean, that could for, be the case. Yeah. But it, it, of course, could also be the case that these kids now have their credit their parents credit cards saved on the, the account so the they account, can just take it out and then whenever. ubisoft can just illegally or, or yeah, of course it would be a legal epic yeah no, no that that would be <laughs> they can just illegally catastrophic oh. too much risk for too little reward so this is actually that that's so interesting um so the ftc alleged that epic used dark patterns to trick dark players into patterns. making unwanted purchases and let children rack up unauthorized charges without any parental involvement oh so, so, so that was part of it yeah and i was like what you know dark patterns and I, i'm, I'm so literally quoting the, what the what article so what does it mean saying? by dark patterns so for example players could be charged while attempting to wake the game from sleep mode Oh. While the game was in a loading screen, or by pressing an adjacent button while attempting simply to preview an item. Oh. These tactics led to hundreds of millions of dollars in unauthorized charges for consumers, which I think is kind of... Yeah, that that is shitty. Yeah, I was going to say. Um... <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, no, that's interesting. I didn't know you could do that. And now that I do, I'm kind of afraid. <laughs> I mean, I haven't made any. I mean, yeah, I'm like not weird afraid. Purchases like that. I mean, like you would just look at your bank account and like you'd see this charge. Yeah. Like, where did this charge come from? Yeah, but call like, customer support, and then they they are try to find an excuse for it, mm-hmm. and they're like, uh, it's like I want a refund. I didn't buy anything. Hmm. But, like, yeah, that's still – obviously, that's still, like, not okay. That's something they do deserve to get sued over. I thought it was interesting that they had the example of, like, oh, I meant to press this button, but this button accidentally just made me buy it. Yeah, that's uh, that's weird. I guess it ties into kids. Yeah. Kids are not the smartest people Yeah, what am I planet. saying? I never looked at that stuff. If I looked at it, I, I couldn't yeah. read. <laughs> I, I looked at it, and I was like, ah, it's – it's whatever. it's whatever. It doesn't. It definitely feel, definitely doesn't matter. I feel like part of it is what it actually reports, and part of it is that the FTC actually like needs a valid like way of saying that people just have spending problems. That too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could that could be it, but like this uh, that doesn't seem to be what they're saying. Hmm. I I worry about what would have happened if I was a kid around this time mm-hmm. because I feel like I was stupid enough that I would have accidentally charged like a hundred dollars yeah. worth of V-Bucks yeah, to me my too. parents oh, yeah. my parents card. my parents were just smart enough to never let me around the, the credit card because yeah. like there are a bunch of like kids MMOs like you remember yeah. Wizards 101? Oh, God, yeah. I remember That's Pirates 101. Pirates 101, Wizards 101. I always Love wanted me. to get an account Toon for that, Town. and my parents were just like, nah, you're not going to use it enough to justify my, the cost, which is like, par- fair enough. My parents would buy me Club Penguin membership cards. Same here. 
which is uh, I never got membership cards. I had to use a free to play account for oh, the many man. years that I had that account. I, remember, I mean, I loved Club Penguin. I was, remember doing uh, the like jujitsu. Oh, uh, like the card that was the coolest thing. We're getting off topic again. Um, we're get, yeah, yeah, we're getting off say, topic. The last thing I'll say about Club Penguin is, yeah, I actually did buy the card jitsu cards at yeah. Target. Oh, like, um, the, oh wow. like the pack that got you ones in-game or like the I, actual real I think, physical cards? I don't think they actually went into the game. I think they were literally Just like trading cards. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. yeah, I got cards. one of those as well. I ended up getting rid of it, which makes me sad, but I did have it. All right, all right. Back, back to being. I'm so focused. sorry, people. We're talking back about Club Penguin. Focused. What the hell is this about? Anyway, hey, pub, Club Penguin is awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> it, I guess to me, it's just weird to think that there are, there were so many children MMOs for some reason. Yeah, yep. there was just a whole era of kids MMOs in now like it's Roblox. Yep, Roblox Sad. consumed them all. Oh my god, it, it, that makes me sad because like. Tommy uh, obviously, this is opinion, but like stuff <laughs> like Club Penguin out. and Wizards 101 was so I... much better than Roblox. It really like, was. Because like Club Penguin was just this fun, casual place where kids could easily interact with each other. And like, I didn't end up making any friends on Club Penguin. I made like but, a few. But it was always fun to just go into just... a room and just start chatting with people online. It was like. We're getting kids, off topic. Kids' getting first topic, chat yeah. room. It was very. It was okay. very fun. Every time but, that you kept raising your finger, I'm like, oh, God, we're getting off topic. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, <laughs> but uh, I made a Tommy Tallarico jerk joke earlier. Uh, Tommy Tallarico, if you're watch- if you're listening to this, uh, that was a joke for legal reasons. Uh, please don't come <laughs> after us. I know you will. Sound. You didn't make the oof sound, buddy. <laughs> it was Joey Curris. I will not be silenced. <laughs> Um, you won't be silenced. <laughs> you have to watch that video at some point. It's really fun. Um, okay, okay. But any, anyway, um, so so the, the main thing that we wanted to talk about, actually, was, yeah, this is our first time really finally doing an episode in about, like, yeah, a little bit less than a year. Um, the last one that we did, actually, was about upcoming games that were coming out. Yep. And... I think last time we were saying, like, Forspoken is coming out in, like, September or something like that. Yeah, it's mm. coming out, like, in a few days, I think. Like in uh, Probably the, on Friday, Tuesday. I thought it was, think, like, the 17th. Square Enix does send to release games on Tuesdays. Yeah, which is dumb, but... It was proven to be an effective strategy by Sonic. Sonic <laughs> 2. Sonic Our, Tuesday. Yep. Oh, that was... My bad. It's on January 24th, which is nine days from now. Sad. So, yeah, that's a Tuesday Sad. still. Still? Uh, yeah. Nine God, days they from are now. Upcoming games. What is going on with them? I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, it's really funny to see some of these games that are coming out, and it's like, well, we talked about them already because... They got delayed. They got delayed. Like, I, I think the last time that we talked about Zelda... We didn't even know what the title was. It was just Breath of the Wild 2, but now, Tears of the Kingdom. Which, do you think that they're going to be talking a bit about, uh, like, the, the Tears of the Kingdom soon? Because it's coming out in May. They Yeah, they, they've yeah, got they've it. Been just, like, it one last 
Just one last roundup, I guess. Very under wraps. I think, what was he? Yeah, they've had, like, a little bit of those sneak previews of stuff, but it wasn't until the last trailer that they finally showed the, the name mm-hmm. and then showed just a little bit more of Hyrule. Right, yeah, but... it's like... Ooh. I think it's like, well, you've played Breath of the Wild, so, like, you get what what's going you, on like, a little bit. You get the general gist of it, and, but, like, we like, want to keep... We just we, added new things, and we want to keep w- it a surprise. And, like, I can respect that. Right. I, I can respect that. I still don't know what they're all adding. Like, there's so much there about it. There seems to be, like, floating islands, so yeah. Yeah. air travel seems to be a bigger focus. Which I'm excited for. I'm actually... Wouldn't it be great if the glider... Almost yeah. imagine, like imagine the, that's like the main thing. Like it's the same match map as the original game, but they've added islands over Hyrule and caverns below Hyrule. Yeah, because right pieces did, of it are just, just show, off the ground. You know, they actually did in the very beginning of Tears of the Kingdom. They they started showing that the caverns were yeah, Ganon. Showed, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, Ganondorf or whatever. Yeah, technically Ganondorf. My bad. Anyway, Ganondorf, Ganon. Uh, you're we... not a true fan if you don't know the difference. <laughs> and I'm here like, man, I mean, they're both the villain that Ganon, I'm still... Ganondorf's a dude, Ganon's the pig, so like... He is a pig man. And I'm just Link looking at him like, we're gonna kill you, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no matter what, Ganon, Ganondorf, Me. you're dead. That's all I'm saying. Me, Hylia's strongest sol- soldier. We're gonna <laughs> kill you. <laughs> we're gonna kill you. Oh my god. <laughs> um... Uh, but okay, back to upcoming games. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm I'm just excited to see it because that specifically, I've been seeing more people looking at the water around Breath of the Wild, and I just keep thinking, will they add swimming? Will they actually add like underwater swimming? Diving, or is that, right? Yeah, I diving. I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe that'll just go against their principle. I have no idea. I don't know. That'd be like a lot of work. Then you'd have to add yeah, stuff that would underwater. Be a ton of work. Like, holy crap! Which is a lot. There's a lot. Yes, I just I have no idea. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, I'm excited to see what they have. And but hey, it comes out right after graduation. So oh my gosh, it really my does. gift Wait, to me. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Sorry, That's not insane. for you, buddy. Not for me. <laughs> not for me. I'm just a sophomore over here. Yeah, you'll, oh my gosh, yeah, we'll finally be out, and then we'll just get that, and this month I actually am excited for some of the games that's coming out. Yeah, um, soon. I have one game coming out. What <laughs> game that are you, are you looking up to? Fire Forward. Emblem Engage. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm, <laughs> we were talking about that, what, yesterday? Yeah, we oh, actually really? were, it's. <laughs> It's really funny. Um, every single time that people are like, "Fire Emblem Engage is coming out January." What is it like? Twentieth. Twentieth. Well, wow! Wow! Six days. It's really close. Yeah, it's really funny because every single time someone says, "Yeah," and Fire Emblem's coming out, I've heard someone say, "Yeah," and Fire Emblem's coming out this month, and every single time I've said, "That's right, I forgot." <laughs> Five times by this point, and every single time, I'm like. How did it slip my yeah, mind? Just, it always slips my mind. I, I just, don't know. I guess I didn't. No, it, this didn't definitely didn't get nearly as big of marketing push as Three Houses did. Mm-hmm. Like, Which I'm gonna take a guess and say, I know this like, seems like such a whack ass type of uh, conspiracy like conspiracy conspiracy, but I'm really thinking that there might be something uh, like Nintendo related coming around 
this upcoming week because this upcoming week or next or in the next few weeks just because they don't have a lot of marketing for engage they do for like twitter but that's about it right yeah, yeah. like i occasionally see advertisements on youtube when i'm watching youtube but yeah. like that's about it nothing and it's Crazy. not like a lot like yeah. you know how they do that where it's like oh splatoon 3 just came out and they're like yeah i they, got they saw g- i was seeing a million ads for splatoon 3 when that was about to come out i was seeing a million ads mm-hmm. when three houses was co- about to come out or better yet like, yeah like when when like know, splatoon I, 3 comes out the the direct came around it was like by the way did you know splatoon 3, 3 is came coming around? out they're gonna do the same thing with engage i would imagine yeah like it just yeah. came out go buy it like engage we're not asking know, like I this feel like Engage, uh, from what we've seen in interviews, was supposed to be an anniversary title, so it was supposed to be more of, like, for the fans thing. And this is going to kind of go into just my general thoughts about Engage. Uh, from what we've seen from the trailers, Engage looks like it's going to be a very standard Fire Emblem game in terms of its story. Mm-hmm. You're going to be the good dragon man fighting <laughs> that's represented by White fighting the bad dragon that's represented by purple, getting allies from across the world except for the one evil nation that worships the dragon or something like that. Like, that is literally just the plot of Fire Emblem 1. It's Shadow Dragon. It's one of the most, like, generic. It's a very generic Spoiler plate, but it works. And it It doesn't help that in all of their marketing for, like, the characters, because they normally just describe their characters like, oh, this person's, like, a tomboy, and they have this hobby. And that's, like, that's their description for, like, all of the characters. So, like, my uh, because of that, my hopes are not very high for this game's story and characters. They seem like they're going to be very one-note, I, I, which is unfortunate. It's unfortunate. At the same time, I look at it like, well, they if it's going to be an anniversary title, might as well go with the most generic Fire Emblem stuff you could get. But at like, the same time, when, like, Three Houses was coming out, I was like, oh, wow, these characters seem so generic. Like, oh, boy, we got, like, in Golden Deer, we got this depressed girl. We got <laughs> we got Meat Man. We got, like, Noble Guy. Isn't that the girl that you like, literally... Yeah, yeah, and then I was like, oh, wow. The girl okay. that you literally what? Like, married. Yeah, what? yeah, I was... <laughs> yeah, yeah she was half the, the reason I joined the Golden Deer. I was like, yeah, wait like, a minute. I kind of like her. Like the, the three houses <laughs> characters, it was kind of like they seem one note, yeah. but they have some depth under the hood. So that's what I'm saying might but happen like, with Engage. I'm hoping that happens with Engage, yeah. but like even with three houses, I'd still rather they just didn't have the one note stuff because in older games, they just didn't really have gimmicks except for like one or two characters in each game. Right. Like in Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn, the Grail Mercenaries just were very standout characters. They they They're all very had well written. That's like the best thing about that the the that yeah. like game duo is really the fact that they they could go into Radiant Dawn and literally have four different parts with four different like sections of people. And they all had standout characters for yep. nearly everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it's that's like the cool thing about that right. uh, that, that that duo. Game. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I hope that that one rumor saying like, oh, they're gonna remake those games or remaster them or uh, something like that. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure about that. It, so long as they keep the characters and the gameplay well, if they got like, I don't know, like the 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 hourglass, so you could like maybe go past a few turns with that game 
I think the rewind manage, thing. Yeah, the yeah, rewind they've always, thing. They've had that in since like Echoes. Yeah, so. since Echoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think if they had that for like the remake, and they kept everything else from the game, it's it's a ten out of ten to me. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't just for the sake. It's of just the I don't think that the Tellius games are going to be the ones they're going for remaking. I know. From what I have seen, it all points to FE4 Yugdral remakes because mm. like there was a ton of stuff in Three Houses that was referencing genealogy. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, the fourth Fire Emblem game is called Genea- Fire Emblem Genealogy of the, of the Holy, Holy War. War, and it was a Japanese exclusive. exclusive. It's one hell of a title. Yep. And uh, that title does mean a lot, even though it sounds like nonsense. It boasts the biggest maps in the series overall. And also, it's like you're like traveling across regions during a single battle. It's more like. It's like every it's single one is a like, war rather than... Yeah, it's That's more insane. representative of yeah. a war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's very cool, mm-hmm. very interesting. It's also got, like, the least chapters, but that's just because the maps the are bigger. The maps are absolutely massive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One map in Genealogy is about as long as three or four maps in another game. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I would be curious to see how they managed that. Yeah. Also, a lot of fans tend, at least here in the West, tend to agree that Genealogy has one of the best stories in the series. I'm going to have to check that out, though. Yeah. Uh, it's easy to get on an emulator. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so... Unless you read Japanese. By the way, we which do... Which you kind of do. We do, not, like, uh, we do not here support the pirating of games for legal reasons. Sometimes I do that. like to be Luffy <laughs> or, you know, I, I like One Piece. Embrace your straw inner straw hat. Embrace your inner straw hat in ways that we will not say. Yeah. Um, we, we do not officially support the act of pirating games. Yeah. If so, you can, find something to dump your game's files onto your computer. Yeah. Because that is the only way to legally get ROMs. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, some of the other stuff that I'm... Oh, oh yeah, oh. yeah, go ahead. Uh, let's see, got uh, two, actually. Uh, Street Fighter Six, and also... Ooh, yeah, that's uh, cool. Wo Long, Fallen Dynasty. Haven't uh, heard of that one. Okay, so I'll explain Wo Long, uh, just what the impressions I'm getting. Um, so, it's created by Team Ninja, who also created Nin- Ninja Gaiden and <laughs> Neo. Uh, it's like the impression I'm getting is like it's Neo, but in ancient China mm-hmm. rather than uh, feudal Japan, and it just looks really cool. Uh, I'm a sucker for Neo, aka a glutton for punishment. Uh, you've always been the glutton for punishment when it comes to like any Souls ass game. Yeah, I'm the pioneer uh, in this little group we have. Uh. You got me into it, too, and yep. I, I blame you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've also gotten you into, like, One Piece. And, like Last year was, like, the most influential year you've had on me. Yep. So, anyway, um, I, I'm i excited to see what Wolong is going to be like. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I really don't want, and I, I told you about this, um, Neo, I got completely caught off guard, and I didn't really enjoy... When you kill a bunch of enemies and a bunch of loot comes around, it acts yeah. almost like Borderlands. It's like Diablo-esque. Yeah, it's Diablo-esque when it comes to a bunch of items. And to me, 
that just kind of like kills the the whole flow. Right. Uh, especially with a game that's Souls esque, when you have so much stuff coming at you, like, what am I supposed to do? I I'm trying to survive, mm-hmm. let alone figure out what's better. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, eventually, like the end game of Neo is to just find a boss and just like grind it until you get whatever gear or like scroll you you want, and then you craft its weapon or whatever. Yeah, it just. I hope Wolong has some other gameplay. Yeah, but like, it's fun because the combat is just godlike in neo so i'm hoping it's i'm hoping the combat is also really good in i'd imagine Wolong. yeah I'd, I'd really imagine i'd hope so um, i also heard it has like online invaders like in other like in the base souls games oh thank goodness we get to get have... randomly invaded again just like the elden ring team did at the game awards mm-hmm. so the the kid the yep. kid did you hear about that? No, I didn't actually. Okay, <sighs> so at the Game Awards, you know how how Elden Ring won Game of the Year, um, yeah. like just best game. Yeah. Um, well, they came up, and this kid followed them on stage. Oh yeah, no, I remember. I remember that now. Yeah, I guess for the viewers, if you haven't heard about it, um, this was their first year, the Game Awards, first year in like years. Um, that they allowed just common people to buy tickets and go to the Game Awards. And apparently this kid had one, or maybe he snuck in. I don't know. He, he's a master of stealth, apparently. Yeah. And it's really funny because if you watch the Game Awards and you see everybody, all the Elden Ring team coming up, there's just like one or two shots where you where you see the kid following them, following them, joining, and he looks like he's a part of the team too. Yeah, he just blends in. He's about like fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, and they're doing their whole speech. One guy is there's only one guy who looks at the kid and is like, he's not supposed to be here. Uh, what's going on? I guess yeah. okay. And nobody else is paying attention. They're saying their own speeches. And right at the end, when everybody's done, this kid just goes up to this uh, microphone and says, I would like, like to, to nominate. Uh, my- well, I would like to thank uh, Reformed Rabbi Bill Clinton. And then people like awkwardly clap and then he gets escorted off stage. You just see a <laughs> bunch. You just saw a security <laughs> swarm like, him. Converge. God, so and then it, the camera cut immediately to Jeff Keighley and he was, was like, like, oh, that just happened. Okay. <laughs> I know. That's so hilarious. Considering all the like BS Jeff Keighley had to go through, that was probably like oh the last God. thing. <laughs> that Game Awards show specifically felt like it was there was a lot of BS yeah, was the, going there on. There was like the botting for the community vote. Uh there was yeah, Christopher Judge giving like a eight minute acceptance speech. Yeah, I think it was like eight to nine minutes. Yeah. I remember when Christopher Judge was what doing a... his acceptance speech, I was like, Oh, he's going. Oh he's Oh, he's still going. <laughs> Dude, are you serious? What kind of joke is this? That's Literally. Such a joke. <laughs> well, and he, the worst part was he was actually saying stuff that was, like, really sweet and kind to, like, thank like, um, and I Pick was up like, the pace. I know. I was like, I love it's you, like, Christopher Judge, but, like, dude, really? <laughs> there's so much. There's just so much bad stuff. I'm just like. Jeff's paying by the minute. This, the Come on, Oscars? man. <laughs> yeah. And 
it's really funny because if you saw anybody else trying to do their acceptance speeches, they got cut off very quickly. Yes. Because they were trying to just make up time for what Christopher Judge made them lose. Mm-hmm. Ben's pro- like, are you, Jeff Keeley's probably are you paying me? like kidding. <laughs> yeah, probably had to pay extra if he went over. So. By the way, you know, pay me like two hundred dollars extra if you want to keep going. <laughs> Every minute is two hundred dollars. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's probably why they were like, move it along. Like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Getting off topic about that, I just wanted to talk about that for a second. Um, just get off topic. And then the time. we. It's, but it's hey, we haven't talked about the game awards. Yeah. So. You know that's that true. Yeah. Right. Um. And then. Yeah, I Street Fighter Six. I think yep. is like the final thing until we just kind of talk about some of the games that we've played uh, recently. Like yeah, back in two thousand twenty two. Oh my gosh, why did I decide to do the two thousand? Uh, okay, um, so Street Fighter Six. I am beyond excited for this game. Hmm. I don't think I've ever been this excited for, like... A A fighting game? A typical fighting game. I think that Smash Bros. is, you know, a fighting game, but I'd say it's, like, an uncommon... Yeah, it's platform, so... It's platform fighter, and, like... It dominates its market, That subgenre is very, very under... Uh, Sure, you get, like, the occasional Smash killer that, like, drops off after, like, two weeks. Which is just falling off. It's fallen off. It was so funny watching, like, the player charts for that because it, like, spikes in July when it released and then it just tanks and it's, like, been at the same level since. Oh, my God. I, I'm, ju- yeah, I'm excited for Street Fighter Six. Yep. Um, specifically, th- this is the first Street Fighter game with the RE engine, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited about and... I know a lot of people have some, like, own opinions about the, the characters, how they look. I personally think that these are, like, this is the best the Street Fighter characters have looked. In 3D. In 3D. Yeah. Honestly, in my opinion, Third Strike will never be beaten. But, like... That's 32-bit, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's 32-bit. But still. Well, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it'd be... I was... I'm trying to remember exactly what kind of specs yeah, Third right. Strike had. Yeah, but, like, the appearances there are, like, perfect. They're godlike, yes. Yeah, but this is by far the best It it's looked in 3D. And I would honestly say that it's still... I, I think that if we look at it long enough and we get, you know, some characters right. and everything for, for 6, it could possibly be topped in terms of art and visuals specifically because they they really took into effect the the idea that these are street fights right and they really went with the idea of actual like urban areas right. and graffiti and yeah. a lot of colorful paint being flo- yeah. you know flowing from the attacks mm-hmm. yeah when i've noticed in the 3D street fighters they tend to have some sort of artistic flair that covers up some of the rougher aspects especially with four and five five specifically i i still don't like the look of like four has four has like four has like the ink the ink it it really really like covers it up because some of those models are 
ugly, but to be fair, it was like 2008 when it released. Yeah, I mean, Capcom like, was smart. fair for the time, <laughs> but and like the ink flourishes definitely help with that. Yeah, but, like it's, the, the graffiti flourishes in Street Fighter Six look so good. Yeah, they look fantastic. This is the first time I'd actually say that with the 3D models, they're actually going for more of a realistic-ish yeah, tone for them. Yeah, because engine. Right? Yeah. Honestly, don't even feel that realistic to me. Like, there's still plenty of stylization. Yeah, like, Luke's got the Popeye arms. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like, even then, Blanca's like, Blanca. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's more realistic than it's been, but I don't think it's overly realistic. Yeah, no. I think what I'm getting at is more like 4 and 5, they had more of a cell-shaded look. Yeah. They had that, you know, like the black stripes. They looked more like they were out of a comic book, if anything, in some areas. Mm-hmm. And they did have some, you know, realistic features. But this one, it, yeah. it seems like some of the features of the face and stuff like that, it seems, I, I guess, just the most detailed and, and just yeah. mm-hmm. perfected. Yeah. Especially Dalsim. Um, oh, my God. Dalsim, he looks... He, he looks killer. Yeah, it's absolutely I think, crazy. I think my favorite like improvement from an old design is DJ. Actually, I need to look at it because, because I know that it looks fantastic. Because in Street Fighter Four, that man was like tragic, but now you, you just got to see it for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, look at this dude. I have him pulled up on my phone. He's like, ah, he looks so good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I just looked. Yep, okay. Go on. Oh, yeah. Okay, he... I I love this man's energy. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, his energy has always been, like, off the charts, and I always liked it. But this one, it really seems like they actually decided to, I don't know... Make him cool. Make him cool and yeah. not look... He was kind Creepy. of like a joke in the. Yeah. In, He's always. Yeah. I wonder. If, like now he just looks like this guy's having a fun time. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be fun if they brought Dan back for Street Fighter Six? Oh, Dan Hibiki. Yeah. Oh, Dan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the oh, SNK. I mean, yeah, they joke. brought him. They brought him back for Street Fighter Five eventually. So. Was he like the best one? What? Uh, like? Huh? What? I don't know. I. No, I, mean, I know it, that he's always like the worst usually, but yeah, like no, yeah, he's so he's <laughs> made low tier on purpose. He's your, he's your joke character. Yeah, I always he's your Pichu. <laughs> but in Street Fighter Five, his air taunts do actually count as hits, so you can combo with them. <laughs> That's saying something. Yep. Um, he yeah, I I always thought that the characters of street fighter were really interesting yep i always liked the fact that uh final fight yeah final fight is in is it integrated with street fighter and the fact that they have almost a semi-open world for Mm. the this like single player um and it really did bring in some of those like creative choices when it came to um how they display things right like uh matchmaking for like yeah, the online lobby fighting thing, yeah right. the lobby it reminds me a lot of like how guilty gear strive does it yeah but it kind of has people like yeah. in a little arcade setup yeah arc systems likes to do that Which, just in general good for them yeah 
Um, I think that this one just looks really funny mm-hmm. because you get to create your own, own character, terrible-looking avatar in yeah. sex. Oh, you can create a person, <laughs> or you could create a monstrosity. You can easily make a monstrosity in that oh, one. Oh, what the heck? They're ripping off Soul Calibur. <laughs> and even then, compared to... These are like even worse. I think than, you're like, underestimating Cal- the monstrosities yeah, yeah, you, you can make in Soul Calibur. Honestly, like half of my characters in that game are like characters from other things. Like I made Darth Maul. Yeah, I made like uh, when it wasn't there to be. Yeah, stuff like that. And then the other half are just things like absolute monstrosities. Terrible. abominations against god and nature <laughs> that's great that's great i just it's really funny to actually see some of those characters doing like the street fighter moves that you yeah. know and love since like the, the 90s 90s literally stuff like chun lee's like the spinning bird kick yeah, yeah the spinning bird kick and they look like those abominations that you never want your they, mom and dad to see. They look like a they they look like a necromorphs. Yes, they do. Which I am excited for Dead Space remake. That was a there great segment. Yeah, that that was segway segway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here one is. I pulled this up on my phone. This is a real character made with the Soul Calibur character yeah, creator. Sonic. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him before. <laughs> All that right. is gross. Yeah. Uh, Just as a final thing about Dead Space, I'm really excited. In the next like two, I, I think literally in two weeks, I'm getting it, or it's coming out. Yeah. Um, yep. In two weeks on Friday, um, and I'm really excited to see how that goes. I will let you guys know because this year is the year for uh, survival horror. Also, because Resident Evil Four remake is coming around in March. And also Silent Hill 2 remake eventually. Let's see how Bloober does. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I'm i not looking forward to that one that much. After Silent Hill 2 remaster? Uh, but, hey, the <laughs> Bloober my, teams uh, I don't trust but personally. But, hey, it's the three big ones coming back, so. Yeah, that's the big thing. Resident Evil, Dead Space, and Silent Hill back and and uh, Alone in the Dark is supposed to be coming around possibly like the original. I think they're making like a full reboot. They they've made like two reboots. It's almost like a Cthu- <laughs> it almost looks Cthulhu like. Oh, like Eldritch Horror. Eldritch Horror ass. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe from like the original one. Which I saw that. Yeah, it's almost going for that. It looks fantastic, like graphics wise. Oh. And yeah, they're finally going back to their survival horror roots. So yeah, I mean, like that's that's really cool. Some yeah. of the most like main staples, yeah, mm. of survival horror is back. This now they year. just gotta remake Sweet Home. Sweet Home. I'm good. <laughs> you, think, you honestly think they're ever gonna remake Sweet Home? Sure. Why? Okay, Max. <laughs> okay, Max. Why would you ever think that? <laughs> I will just say this as like I. Please, to any god who is listening, please let this be a thing. Metroid Prime 4 or any remaster or remake of the Metroid Prime games, please be a thing. Just one Metroid Prime game on a Switch. That might be what's coming this week with your conspiracy theory. Your conspiracy. You think so? That's the announcement. I know they're... Metroid Prime on their YouTube channel just go Metroid Prime 4 reveal trailer. Drop the mic. (laughs) You know... Damn well, if that ever happens, if Metroid Prime 
four actually does get released. like released or or there's a teaser coming up soon i will scream i might pass out yeah. i might i mean literally start shaking and crying i mean that that was me when the pikmin 4 tra- teaser dropped where they're like, like this still I exists. lost my goddamn mind look we i made something i <laughs> that was a great trailer like just a little teaser I still say, Miyamoto, why did you just talk for, like, like five years ago? He tells oh, us, yeah, it's Pikmin 4 is on the way. It's nearly done. And he did the same thing with Pikmin 3 is the thing. Like, four years before that game was released, he basically unofficially announced it. And it was agony. Well, I was going to say, the last, worse. the last direct that they had, they literally were like, Oh man, you should play Pikmin Bloom, the Pokemon Go like game, and it was going on for five minutes. He was like, "By the way, I'll Pikmin, Pikmin Four. 4. <laughs> anyway, see you guys. And I know I will just say this right now: I do believe Shigeru Miyamoto is the George Lucas of Nintendo. <laughs> I, I like, I love you, Miyamoto, but you got some ideas, buddy. You got some, some weird ideas. Some weird ideas, but. Yeah, um, there's so much purpose. There's so much intent to this. Maybe you I should can start playing it. Pikmin Bloom since I have data. When I tried playing Pokemon Go back in the day, I only had like Wi-Fi, so I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not letting Shigeru win on this. But one. like, <laughs> but I, mean, I don't know. It's like charming. Yeah, it's just like you know. I hear it's like it's a cute little game. Yeah, exactly. If I want to play Pikmin, I will play one, two, or three. All right. <laughs> cool. I will be that man. Be I'm that putting man. I'm putting my foot down. Drawing the line in the sand. No Pikmin Min Bloom. bloom. No. no Pikmin Bloom. Okay. You cannot do this. So, <laughs> games we've been playing. Yeah, what kind All of right. games did Back you play for this past semester? All right. So, for those who don't know, I was in Japan for the last semester. You couldn't play a single PS5 game. Yep. It was back home, so I had to play Switch games exclusively. Uh, let's see. Um, I got No Man's Sky early on because that released. Uh, I was like, I got to like actually pay my dues to this game because I have like 200 hours on it on PlayStation and like... I paid ten bucks for that. It's insane how many hours you've put into it. You're like the only person that I've seen where it's like the game you always have installed on your console. Yeah. Oh god, it's No Man's Sky. We I feel like we always have to explain because like sometimes when I mention No Man's Sky, people are like, "Oh yeah, that game where the the developers scammed people." Okay, so yeah, (laughs) yeah, it started out as like actual garbage. Because it was like rushed out the door, and it was promised to be like again, so much more, so than many it was. features. It was literally meant to like be your life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, part of that is just the guy who uh, what was his name? Top, top Sean Hat- Murray. Sean Murray. Yeah, yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, yeah. He basically like he'd say like a he's thing a yes he man. Was, yeah. a, he wasn't a yes man. It was more like he'd say a thing that he. Th- thought they were going to be in the game and then people would be like oh it's gonna be in the game people was just like he's like yeah that'll be in the game he's just like it'll probably be in the game Mm -hmm. and like people like like oh 
I think there's this one guy uh, who made an excellent video on that whole just development. His name is Internet Historian. He made yep. a whole video on oh, No Man's yeah. Sky. Yeah. I recommend watching it's it. It's called, if... like, Yes, Woman's Land or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just look up Internet Historian No Man's Sky. Yeah. It'll show up. Uh, but, but basically, what he kind of said was, like, Todd uh, – not Todd. Sean didn't understand yeah, that Todd something he's yeah, – 16 times the detail. 16 times the detail. Like – Basically, how he put it was, Sean didn't understand that as something he said in an interview four years before the game released was going to be seen as, as a, a promise. promise for a future when the game released. Yeah. So he said a lot of things in a very unrealistic manner. Yeah. And then it released. There were a bunch of features missing that people thought were going to be in the game. And then they went radio. The uh, Hello Games went radio silent for like six months i think it was three months three months yeah it wasn't uh, six months but it people thought they just abandoned the game and then they came out with a surprise update and ever since they've been releasing more and more updates it's all free too all free yeah it's incredible how and much they've done they pretty yeah. much fulfilled all of their promises except for like one or two the, the and they were questionable to again right to begin with but one person put like on a list of things that were promised uh, there will be a periodic table in the game, or something oh. ridiculous like that. Like a rant, like a like actual like like original a periodic, table. periodic table. Oh come how the game off is it! No, <laughs> I don't know how Get that off started. Your eye horse. I don't You're know how that Walter started. White. But it's so dumb. <laughs> You're not Sean, Walter White. Sean, we gotta You're not Walter. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, I we think need I'm, to play I think No I'm Man's Sky. Holy, <laughs> oh my god. But, yeah, uh, so, as of right now, it's, like, a really, really good game. Yeah. I can see why, like, I've talked about this with Mike a few times. I can see why he doesn't want to play it, because he got burned by the launch. And, like... Oh, I got burned. Mm. I pl- got it. Ooh. I got it. Yeah. Launch day. 60 bucks. I think I literally sold my iPod Touch. Yeah. And it was like 2015, 2016. So it was like iPod Touch, whatever. But yeah, I literally did that because I was like, it's going to be a great game. I have to have it. I have. It's like the game of the century. (laughs) That's not fun. Yeah, but let's see. Um, One of the games that I played that I personally would recommend to. Anybody who's really into puzzles and anybody who's into Zelda-like games, Tunic. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that um, game. That game, it got completely snubbed, this uh, game, game Awards. award. They, Stray won, which I can understand. It was, like, a really popular game. But you play in, as a cat. You play as a cat. Everybody loved it. Yeah, it makes sense. But in my own opinion, I believe that Tunic deserves everybody's attention because at first it was just this cutesy 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 adventure where you're playing as a little fox and the best part about it is it acts like it's an old school nes game where you have to look at like i don't know like uh the manual to try and win you know it might have a map of the dungeon that you're going in it might have an over overworld map so you can actually figure out where am i going in all of this and you're also trying to figure out what can i do hmm. like right so yeah. many things yeah so many like things 
you didn't know how to do in those games, and the manual had to say, hey, here's some useful tips. Um, Tunic did the same thing. They have a built-in instruction manual with all that stuff. And the best part is, I would say about 70% of it is in a language that you can't can't read. You can't understand it. The rest of it is in English or your own preferred language, but otherwise, the rest of it is in an unspoken language that you could technically decipher. The fans have learned how to uh, translate it, but you don't have to technically. It's just for the people who are just that insane about the game. Right. And it's very much plays like a Zelda game. The bosses are a bit more, I guess, Souls-esque, where you have to roll a lot and dodge and Mm. attack people like that. Um, But otherwise, about... I'd say, like, halfway through the game, that's when you realize, oh, this game goes deeper than I ever imagined. Mm. It's literally, like, the biggest conspiracy. I mean, yeah, you even got the Souls thing at the beginning. It's like Ring Two Bells. Yeah, See what happens. It does have that. I guess I didn't even realize that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, like, the beauty of the whole... Did you buy it by the way no um i mean it's like 10 percent off okay so. i wasn't sure you mentioned it yesterday like yeah. oh it's four dollars off and i was like oh is that so you saying that you're gonna get yeah, it? I was, yeah please, i was please, being sarcastic please. Okay. i was like i was like oh four dollars off what a bargain i think it is for a <laughs> game like that Shh. i'm like it's the game dollars that's too uh, much for me the game broke I spent, me. I spent way too much money. To be fair, I do <laughs> have an income now. I have a job. So. All right, that's fair. No, the game broke me. Seriously, by the broke end you. of it, there's a puzzle that you have to do that literally blew my mind. It just, hmm. it's the craziest, most complex puzzle I've ever seen in a game. And you, it's right under your nose. It's completely under your nose. Interesting. Well, uh, cool. Ben, what about you? Uh... For the last couple months, I've mostly just playing nothing but Splatoon 3. (laughs) That's a game that just released, and it won Best Multiplayer Game of 2022, despite releasing in December. Yeah. Yeah, Splatoon games tend to have that effect on people. I thought Splatoon came out uh, uh, in September. It actually may have been. It came out in September. September, right. Yeah, 9-9. I just remember people, like, having lots of fun with it, and I was like, man, I'm in Japan. I was shocked that you didn't get it because you were in Japan. Listen, my Wi-Fi was like bad. Like, did I, anybody else yeah, have it? Was it like when you were? Well. Did anybody I think else? I'm just getting confused because I think no. when I got it was like early November. No, uh, the only like other person I knew was buying new games. Bought like the new Taiko game, Taiko no Tatsujin. Oh, and he went like nuts on that. Uh. A.K.A. our president of action replay, Gabe Buchanan. Oh, my God. Oh, no. This guy wasn't as good as Gabe is. Gabe is like, uh, he goes to arcades. He's a demon with with rhythm games. Like, Gabe was talking about when we went to, uh, last semester, as like a little field trip, we went over to Round One Arcade. And Gabe was, I talked to him about that. He's like, he wanted them to add a Taiko drum game there yeah. so that he could play it. So, he's like, he's just. He wants to show off. We well, all know it. He wants his to play That's a story games. from 
Japan, uh, we went to Kyoto once on a field trip. Oh, And nice. went to a mall. Had an arcade in it. I think it was, like, Bandai Namco. Yep. Oh, okay. So it had Taiko machines in there. Makes sense. It's and, a Namco. Nice. You know, I was... Pl- I was playing with my friends. It was like, you know, normal mode, like with the sticks provided by the game, by the machine. Right. And we got done, and this guy walks, it's like in line behind us, and he has his own sticks. Oh, I no. don't know oh. what he does, <laughs> but like he logs in somehow, and he plays this song that has 2,000 notes, and he got it perfect. Oh my god. Like without god. breaking a sweat. That is insane. <laughs> Why are people like this? I don't know. Why are people like this? There are people who do the highest difficulty of DDR every song just for fun. Yep. I actually do know some people who profess not maybe professionally, but like they're almost good. like their sport. They're pretty good. They yeah. they play DDR yeah. as a sport. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, that visit to Action Preload is the first time I ever actually played a DDR machine. Mm-hmm. Like, it was fun. It's not, it's a very cool game yeah. that I'd th- want to get better at. Yeah, and and I had to ask really quickly, when you went to the arcade, um, did you did you see any, like, fighting games? Was there, no. like, Tekken 7? No. The only thing like... I saw was, I think it was Injustice 2. Hmm. What, over at round one? Yeah. Oh, man, I they think machine for that it was something about injustice i hmm. i i think that you guys might not have seen it but i think near the karaoke rooms actually wait no no there no. was there like, were like oh. a bunch of arcade fighters it's just that uh injustice was the only one they had an actual machine for Interesting. yeah that's but, what it was yeah uh in japan there weren't any in that arcade that's such a shame i i, I thought that fighting games i was were so fun. looking forward to it because i was like Man, Guilty Gear Strive has, like, an arcade machine. I know that. And it wasn't there. I was sad. You deserve better. Yep. You deserve better, Max. Yeah, I I truly am oppressed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and you played Splatoon 3. Uh, That's most of what I've been playing the last couple months. What, what are your thoughts on it? It's really good. It's really good. It's definitely a massive improvement over the Other first games. two games I've yeah. already say. I, I was say- like Splatoon two. I think like maybe the middle of Splatoon two's meta game was pretty good. There was a lot of diversity in the weapons you can do. Most of the weapons you could use was fun, and people hadn't realized yet just how effective special spam can be. Because like by the end of Splatoon two's life, special spam became a large part of the meta, hmm. and it was very annoying. And Splatoon 2 has some very annoying specials, like Tena Missiles and Ink Armor. Right. I also heard in, like, Splatoon 2, like, that one of the most fun fun modes in the game, Salmon Run, according to a lot of people, was Salmon just Run was time. time. Yeah. And I, I will never understand why they did it like that. It's mm. was such a dumb way of handling Salmon Run. It's open full-time in Splatoon 3, which is part of the reason... I forgot. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It was time. Like it was open. It, there was only a certain window of yeah, time. Yeah, there were you windows could play of it. time. It'd be open. And like, I'll never understand why games limit your time like that. Uh, fun fact: uh, you can guess from that that I'm not a fan of Animal Crossing. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Animal Crossing is an acquired taste for that some people. A bit of an acquired taste, because like I love Harvest Moon. Because Harvest Moon, you can play as much as you want, anytime. Uh, 
I feel like Animal Crossing feels like Harvest Moon, but it's constantly limiting what you can do. And see, it's very annoying. See, in Animal Crossing New Horizons, there's this thing that I do, right? It's called... Uh, Time travel? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what the community has to say. The you know fact what? that people will shame you for time traveling is the dumbest thing ever. I don't have infinite time, okay? Yeah, Lyra does the same thing. I have a job. I yeah. have school. I love her for it. I, it's I great. I kind of hate games with time systems that are based around real time. Hmm. Oh, right. This last semester, uh, you done with, with, Spl- with Splatoon 3. Ugh. Honestly, I was just in the middle. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> My little... Right, so like that's why I don't like Splatoon 2's meta from yeah. before. Special spam was a large part of it. Splatoon 1's meta I actually liked quite a bit, but it was really imbalanced. There were only a very select few weapons that were viable, mm. and specials like they were very limited in use. Like stuff like Echo Locator and was basically useless. Like it gave you a full anchoring fill and you let you know where your opponents are. But because of the fact in Splatoon 1, the meta eventually just ended up devolving into all of your gear slots are quick respawn. Because mm-hmm. that way you have a respawn time of like one second. Jeez. And because of that, you kind of just needed to be playing a faster paced weapon. Right. So some of the slower paced weapons like the E-Leader just got, they just basically couldn't play it unless they're on very specific maps to take advantage of mm-hmm. them. But Splatoon but, 3... Splatoon 3, I feel like Splatoon 3 has its own problem, mainly in that it's lacking on a lot of flank routes. So, uh, same weapon I mentioned Mm -hmm. before, E-Leader is very much so dominating the meta right now. Well, it's not completely dominating the meta, but it's dominating a lot more than it would be because the map designs lack its proper counters. Mm. Because, like, whenever there's a sniper class in a game, which is what chargers are... You have uh, to have a way to, like, get around. They're balanced less around how you balance the weapon itself and more around how you the maps counter are designed. Yeah, with the map. And, like, on the better maps, you can counter E-Leader and the other chargers pretty easily. But on some of the worst maps, then it just... It almost feels like a free win for it. It just get free, gets free kills. That's so interesting. Hmm. Yeah. It, it goes same. Like, there are a lot of... Uh, maps in tf2 competitive that are just banned because sniper would just absolutely dominate them mm-hmm. i always love tf2 that's still like my favorite multiplayer game i play on pc it's definitely my favorite mm-hmm. i love tf2 it's it's yeah even nowadays the skill mastery it just feels so good I'm getting hmm. better at classes in that game i i think i will definitely be getting splatoon 3 because yeah. um I liked Splatoon yeah. 2 a lot, but I I could feel that there needed to be some yeah. improvements. I feel like most of the stuff in Splatoon 3 is well-designed, minus the maps. Like, there are some good maps there, but, like, they need a little bit of redesigning to get mm-hmm. them to work. Mm-hmm. But the main thing, my main problem with it is that the tuning on the weapons in it's a bit off. And what I mean by that is... Some, well, the weapons aren't poorly designed. They're doing things better than they reasonably should. Mm -hmm. Uh, The most obvious example for anyone who's played or heard about Splatoon 3 is the Crab Tank special. Because, like, right now, just about everything about Crab is good. It has a ridiculous amount of HP. It has super good range. Its damage perception is very good. It has an AoE attack. 
if you go into the ball form, you're basically invincible. Hmm. I and had no idea. Its only real problem is that it's a little slow, but <laughs> only if you get out of the ball, though. All right. Even when you're in the ball, it's pretty slow to move, and it okay. has a unlike every other weapon in the game, it has a limited turning speed, hmm. okay. which is intended to be its balancing matters. But it's still pretty but, OP. But you see, here's the thing. But the though. problem is that it has so much here's HP and so much damage per second, it's just really able to dominate. Here's but, the thing, right? It, it, it's a crab. It deserves to dominate. <laughs> it's Crabs the are pretty great, so yeah. it does deserve to be good. Yeah. But, like, if that weapon, you just tune down its damage and maybe its range a bit, I could see Crab Tank being perfectly fine with its current design. And right. uh, there are a couple of other specials that are kind of like that, like Big Bubbler. The only reason people are not complaining about Big Bubbler more is because Crab Tank is dominating the meta, and Crab Tank is a natural counter to Big Bubbler. I have no idea about this stuff. Yeah, Big I, Bubbler... You're, like, speaking a foreign language. <laughs> Big Bubbler is, like, just... You put down this thing, it generates a big HP shield around your team. Oh. That they can sh it's basically like, think Rein Reinhardt's shield from Overwatch, except it's a full circle around you. Right. So you, uh, the enemies either need to risk going into that circle and just dying because you probably have multiple teammates in there, or B, they need to shoot it, but it has, like I think, like 2,000 HP. Mm-hmm. Which is Yeah, it's a ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the only reason people are not complaining about it more is because Crab Tank is a natural counter to it. Huh. Okay. So no, okay. I, I was I gonna. Think, I think that's enough about Splatoon two, three for now. Though. I think that you could easily go is, into a whole. Like, I could go about a analysis. rant, a long rant about Splatoon 3's meta. Uh, but we'll leave it at that. Uh, some stuff is overtuned. The maps could be better. Aside from that, it is amazing. Awesome. It that's... has well balanced weapons. Hmm. The weapon kits are very fun to use. Every weapon feels distinct while also feeling nice and powerful for the most part. That's really good. Mm -hmm. I, I always really like fun. to see that in Splatoon and just any multiplayer game. Yeah. But um, regardless, we are getting very, very close to the end. And we have our final segment uh, that we really like to do, which is... Uh, Random game selection. I don't know what the title is. I never know what the title is for this Random one. recommendation. Random recommendation. Let's call it that. Yeah, you. I, I like that. Double R. So, basically, this is where, if you followed us, you know this. If you haven't, we basically put a, a game, a bunch of games, into a random wheel selector. And we just kind of see what's going to happen. What are What is it going to choose? And this time, it chose Yakuza 7 like a dragon so pretty much we've been putting this thing into the wheel for like a year and a half since we started the podcast it hasn't gotten it yeah but <laughs> finally did it's it's lucky day i guess it's probably because it's near new year's yeah. which is perfect because that's where it starts off yeah new uh, year's yeah day. that is that is pretty perfect actually yeah. so like the premise of the game is that it follows a different protagonist than the other yakuza games uh in those games, it was uh, Kiryu Kazuma, uh, the dragon of Dojima. He's, like, this badass dude that, like, commands respect wherever he goes. And throws bikes at, yeah. like, random, you know, yeah, yeah, like hits, members. Hits, bike, hits people with bikes that, like, fight him and stuff. He doesn't kill people, though, despite the no. fact he shot a helicopter with a rocket launcher. But 
They survived. He definitely has not killed a person. Yeah. I think I think that might actually be a mistranslation. From what I've heard, it may be that he said he doesn't murder anyone. He only ever kills in self-defense. Okay. Oh, my gosh. That might be a... I right. don't quote me on that for sure, but I'm pretty sure that might be a mistranslation. But, hey, that it's would pretty make funny. More sense. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so the protagonist of Like a Dragon is Ichiban. Yep. Uh, he is... Much less uh, well known than Kiryu was. Oh yeah, he he's a loser. Yeah, he like belongs to like this a subordinate back, family, yeah, like a backwater family. Yeah, he's just like a debt collector and like just a general like thug for them. And like, this one actually does a few things different, a lot of things different uh, for Yakuza. It feels like the same game, but it doesn't because like, of the combat. Like. Yeah. And I wanted to mention about the story. We're not going to go too into the story because mm -hmm. spoilers. Also, I haven't finished the game. <laughs> yes. But, like, I love how, especially in the beginning, there are a ton of parallels between Kiryu and Ichiban. Mm -hmm. They both uh, are incredibly loyal to their boss. They both have incredibly close friendships. And mild spoiler for the beginning of the game. It's It happens right at the beginning. Yeah, right. Uh, they both take a fall for a friend and end up going to prison for nearly 20 years. Oh, Kiryu goes there for 10. Yeah, Ichiban, Kiryu ends up yeah, getting 20. off with good behavior. Uh, Ichiban, Ichiban ends gets, up getting extended for bad behavior. Yeah, he gets in a fight in prison. They're like, okay, we got to extend your sentence. Dude, come on. <laughs> and then he gets released in, like, 2019 since he started off in, like, the turn of the century. Yeah, for, 2000. Yeah, oh, yeah and, 2000. Yeah. Right. And he gets out, and he's like, well, I just kind of got to, like, start over and, like, find my boss again. But things have changed. Tons of things have changed mm -hmm. with uh, the whole uh, dynamic between families yeah. uh, of the crime organizations. Right. Yeah. Bet um, sorry. Uh, yeah, between uh, Ichiban going into jail and getting out, the entire series of Yakuza besides Zero, like, happens. Yes. So, like, everything ha everything happens and he gets out and he's experiencing those changes. And he's like, what the hell is going on? What happened like, when I was in what, there? He's like, the, the Toho clan is gone. They just, yeah. They're just not a thing anymore. Yep. So, basically, like, he... The very first few chapters is him literally living in poverty and homelessness yeah he ends up yeah, he after he finds his boss uh fun surprise the boss betrays him yeah and he shoots him and he's left to die uh and he, after that he's kind of just left on the streets and he's with these group of homeless people yeah in a homeless camp yeah. and this one really does cover a lot of different social a lot of social commentary like yeah. One of my favorite scenes so far, like, obviously I haven't gotten that far. One of my favorite scenes, just in general, was uh, he tried to rally the homeless people. And he was saying stuff like, oh, there's this job place close to us. You can't just go, not go there because you're afraid or because you don't want to work. And, like, one of the other guys, the guy that's going to end up being a permanent party member, just essentially is yelling at him about, you don't understand. These are people who have tried their best. They're people that who have been physically or emotionally broken by society. Mm -hmm. And they just, yeah. And that's, like, one of my favorite things, especially, like, 
they they tried their best they were defeated and they're too ashamed to even like go to their families they're too ashamed to go yeah, to, to get help to get right. help mm-hmm. um and that's why they live like that you know it's not just gonna be some kick in the butt to, to start to, their life again yeah yeah and like he, even even after like Kiryu and is the guy he he's with start going it's never easy for them to get going upward mm-hmm. like they need to be making deals with people they need to start doing dangerous jobs where even their lives are at risk mm-hmm. just just to get a place a roof over their heads they end up needing to do these massive favors for yeah. people and that's what i really like they they really did do a good job with making just a very i think that this game was really special because your party is not made of 20 something year old people Upwards of thirty. They're they're yeah, in their forties. Yeah, they're they're. There's a guy who's nearly the. There's an ex police officer. Yeah, Nazi. Sixty. Yeah, he's like mid actually. Yeah, yeah, fifty nine, and they're they're still trying to you know make it. They're trying to be the heroes of their life. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Go on. You want to talk a little bit about their Dragon Quest inspiration? Yeah. So. (laughs) Pretty much one of each in game Ichiban's like favorite game is Dragon Quest, and he explains early on. This is an explanation for the gameplay change from like 3D beat 'em up to uh, turn based RPG, where he's like, "Oh well, you know, I played Dragon Quest when I was a kid, so I just let like the other person in the fight like hit me, like it's their turn, and, and like, then I take what? my turn. It's like, and his friend is like, bro, like." why you could literally not get her at all and each bond literally just is but it wasn't my turn (laughs) it's great but it wasn't my turn (laughs) yeah so it's like turn-based rpg uh ichiban i don't know what's going on with him like every time you get in a fight with random street goons like he will say they change forms in front of his sides yeah big air quotes around that Mm -hmm. it's just like they get uh, like new outfits. He, the party gets new outfits. Just like, and the party, his party members, are like, dude, you have way too active an imagination. <laughs> and you get all sorts of crazy stuff, like a bat mm-hmm. uh, that has a bunch of barbed wire, I think, yeah, around that's... it. That he almost acts like it's Excalibur, like it's his hero's sword. And it was, the, it was stuck in the ground. And yeah, was the only one who could pull, pull it, it out. out. And, yep. Wasn't it something also that, like, when you go to the job center, you can literally you try... change jobs. Yep. Change your job, yeah, you change. your vocation to yeah. hero. Yep. Yeah, that's his default. Yeah, his uh, default class is hero. Which is the dumbest thing and the funniest thing all at the same time. That game has so many moments that just made me laugh, God, cry. Ichiban is such a dork. I love this man. Like, it was ve- very hard. After seeing Kiryu's Insider Journey, it was a very bold move to pick an entirely different person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the same time, I would argue that Ichiban is one of my favorite protagonists I've ever yeah. seen in a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, that's... I would say that, too. Even after, I would also say that Kiryu is one of my favorite protagonists yeah. in any game. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah. Because, uh, like, the Yakuza, both... Yakuza games have, like, like 
killer like, like we mentioned characters. Bef- yeah. <laughs> yes. Like we mentioned before, they have a lot of parallels between each other, but they're such different people. Mm-hmm. It makes it very interesting to compare yeah. them. I, that's one of my favorite things about Ichiban, and you'll get to learn him a lot. But my favorite stuff is he is so weird. He <laughs> is also just very, very um, kind. He's just kind. He's like the kindest person ever hmm. and you kind of see it in his backstory i mean he he pretty much has been like beaten down his entire life mm-hmm. and just left with a lot a lot of no hope you yeah. know just no hope really he just keeps on going and he keeps on going he keeps on going and he gives other people that sense of inspiration that sense of uh pride in themselves yeah this guy <laughs> This guy was abandoned by his mother when he was born, and yeah. because of that, he had to be raised by Soapland. <laughs> by a Soapland. Soap by Soapland. Which, unfortunately, we cannot talk about what a Soapland is, but they give massages, from what yeah. I understand. They yeah. give uh, massages. massages. They show they have uh, ladies that show men a nice time. Yes. Yeah. Well, That's so exactly we'll put it, it like that. We'll put it like that. So, yeah, uh, he gets raised in the Soapland. Uh, he's ra- he's and that's essentially pr- also raised by just the people on the street, people yep. that own the local shops. They're like the people that formed him, mm-hmm. and, he- and like he's it. Part of the one of the, the game eventually goes to some commentary about the nature of these shops and like yeah, the people that run them, like mm-hmm. what they're like, and it essentially takes a stand for them. It really like, does. They're people too. It, that's the thing. That's what like, I love like about Ichiban, it. Like Ichiban, uh, like, uh, at one point there's protesters that are out. Oh, like Bleach Japan. Wh- yeah, J- Bleach Japan. The most punchable group. Yeah, and the, uh, uh, and the worker, the guy leading them is like, what would a child think to learn that their mother worked at a soap land? And then Ichiban just yells at the land, oh, I thought it was just fine. Yeah, it's just normal. When yeah, you're and, in that environment, and that's the thing. Like, it's it's so refreshing. It's so refreshing that entire game, especially with you. You know the backstory that his mom was, you know, a soap land worker. Yeah, stuff like that, and and unfortunately abandoned. And they they have so many moments where they basically say, yeah, some of the stuff isn't like the prettiest you know, to see, but at the same time, these people are people, and just to eradicate that and say they're gray areas, mm-hmm. that's not cool. Right. I, that's... Yeah. But... But, yeah, game fun. Game uh, is fun. Game is crazy zany. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just Yakuza in general. Those I think games you can, are insane. You can run a business and have a chicken be a manager. Yeah, Yakuza Zero. Or better yet, um... There is the very first mini game that you get when you're homeless, which is collecting cans. Yeah. Collecting you're just cans. in a bike and you run over cans to collect them. Yeah. And you basically have a Pac-Man maze and you hope that you don't get run over or hit by other homeless people trying to collect cans. And you got to ram into them first to steal their cans. Yep. It's such a crazy, so stupid idea, yet as, it works so As soon so as well. I got that minigame, I basically maxed out my rank in it. It's so good. Because <laughs> it's, like, so stupid and fun. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that it's those like, games were so good. Yeah. Even the go-karting was some of the best. Yeah, Dragon I, mean, I sadly have not gotten to the go-karting yet. It's, like, in the north 
of uh, Oh, do they have pocket? Uh, do they have pocket racing? Again? No, it's just no, sad. It's dragon cart. Sad. No, I I do recommend it. I highly recommend anybody play this because, in my own opinion, it really does give you a, a good perspective on some of these people that have not the the nicest job hmm. and just how much they are human as well and they're like they're human too like yeah. as much as people might not like these jobs it's still a valid career for them to pick and like that's their choice it's their lives right. but and they you should respect them mm-hmm. even if you don't respect their work you should at least respect them right as people Yo, I was about to say something, but I forgot what I was about to say. Well, I guess once we go to next episode, you'll finally remember what you wanted to say. That's yep. a cliffhanger. What did Max think? <laughs> What's Gibby thinking about? All right. What's he thinking about? <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much it for this week. Next week, I'm not exactly sure what we're going to be talking about, but Max had a huge stupid list that I love. So we're going to be choosing out of that and we will talk to you soon. In the meantime, see y'all next week. Yep. Be safe and all that stuff. All right. Have see fun. ya everybody. Y'all have a good night.